Hello and welcome to Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music from well-established ones to up-and-coming ones. Brought to you by Music Makers San Diego House Concerts. The next one is February 3rd with Stacey Antonelle and the Beard and the Bird. Tickets available at the link in our Instagram and Facebook bios. I'm your host, Gary Lee. My guest today is Keila Sacco. Welcome, Keila. Hello. We had the pleasure of meeting recently following a show at Humphreys Backstage Live. You were out in the parking lot talking with Brian and Kamaka of Slack Key Ohana, <laughs> who also performed that night. Uh, so it's great to see you again and, and have you here as a guest. Thanks. Um, where are you from originally? Uh, originally, I, I'm from all over the place. I grew up in the in SoCal in like Barstow, <laughs> the desert area. In Barstow, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody yeah, that lives in I Barstow. Mean, yeah, well, I, it's even it's even worse <laughs> than that. I was in Apple Valley, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what what was it like growing up there? Um, lots of desert and dirt. Uh, lots of dirt bikes. Not um, much to do, huh? Not so much to do, no. <laughs> and and from what I understand too, you you moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my dad was an artillery mechanic for the army. Um, and that, so I was born in, in the Bay Area, and then his base changed over to Barstow, so we lived there. Uh, then we lived in Hawaii, and then Sacramento. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then I ventured off by myself to Long Beach, Santa Barbara, and now I'm here. <laughs> um, how long did you live in each of these places? <clears throat> um, I lived in Barstow up until I moved to Apple Valley, my little desert town, when I was a baby. And I lived there until about 14, where we moved to Hawaii, 14 or 15. We moved to Hawaii. I stayed there for about a year um, with my mom and siblings, and then Sacramento for the remainder of high school. So for five years. <laughs> where, where'd you live in Hawaii? In Hawaii, I lived on the Big Island on Hilo oh, side. Did. Yes, I, I miss what was, it. <laughs> what was it like living there? Beautiful, everything that I didn't have the capacity to appreciate at the time because I was so young. So I wish I would have appreciated living on the island more, but it's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's like from a movie, from a book. It's beautiful. So if you had to choose <laughs> of all the places you've lived in, uh -huh. I'm guessing from the way you're talking, maybe Hawaii would yeah, be uh, Hawaii would top would be the list. The one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ahead of San Diego? Mm. Or is it a close tie? It's a close tie. I think that's why I'm in San Diego, because I can't make it back over there yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's as close as you can get to mm -hmm. Hawaii, right? Mm -hmm. um, must have been tough uh, always being the new kid in school, I would, I would assume, moving around so much. Absolutely, yeah. It, it it's a it's a difficult upbringing, um, not having you know your like childhood core group of friends that you mm -hmm. grow up with. But um, for me, looking back, the experience that I gained from all of these different cities is is priceless. So, yeah. <laughs> and and when did you move to San Diego? San Diego, I moved right before COVID became a really real thing. So. <laughs> so around twenty twenty, sometime yeah. mm -hmm. sometime there. And why San Diego? Um, well, I was in Long Beach, and I was having a lot of fun out there, especially in the music scene. There's a lot going on, but it was noisy and um, Long Beach, but there's no beach. So <laughs> that was a personal <laughs> problem for me. Um, and San Diego, I've just always loved San Diego. I 
uh, used to visit, we frequented when I was younger because my auntie's here. So, I mean, it was, uh, we used to go to Coronado all the time and it was just beautiful to me growing up the same way I remember Hawaii. So, yeah, I thought after being really tired of Long Beach, I thought San Diego would be <laughs> uh, a new venture. And was music played a lot in your home growing up? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Anybody else in your family musically inclined? Um, I would say all of my family members are pretty musically inclined, whether they write, sing, um, or do like poetry. Yes, definitely. I have were a sister who's my counterpart in singing. So, <laughs> Were you into poetry? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Did it help you, you think, uh, with, your, with your songwriting? <clears throat> Absolutely. I started writing poems before I started writing songs, technically. Um, poetry was... Uh, yeah, a very big part of my upbringing. I used to recite poems in song form, like at the <laughs> poetry slams and things like that. So, yeah, poetry helps a lot with my writing. Who were you listening to as a teenager? As a teenager, I was listening to lots of angsty stuff. Yeah, Paramore, <laughs> um, some a lot of rocks like Linkin Park, Metallica. Uh, I was also listening to oldies. My parents were always playing oldies and lots of reggae Hawaiian artists. So that's ranging from Sade to the OJs to Israel and Hapa. Um, lots you, of reggae. Yeah. 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 <laughs> has, has your taste in music changed much as you got think, older? I don't think so. No? Honestly, no. I mean, I started listening to like more electronic, you know, as the EDM thing started yeah, maybe I added some electronic sounds into my li- library, but for the most part, I like I'd stick to my I stick to my classics. Yeah. And of those artists that you were listening to, um, who would you say of those artists uh, influenced your current sound the most? Um, that's so hard. Um, I was really moved by Amy Winehouse. And that's a little bit of a cliche, but she's such a, an amazing artist. Um, so much talent and I learned that Back to Black, that album front to back, I guess you could say um, at a very young age she was the first artist I kind of started going out and performing like in in talent shows and things like that so she shapes a lot of my art, I'd say. A close second, maybe Erica Badu and Sade. Mm. Okay. Yeah. When did you make the decision to pursue music on a professional level? That would be when I was a student at UC Santa Barbara. I was a biology major. I thought I was very passionate about science. And then I took my first physics class and I thought, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) No. And then I took my first calculus class and even more. I was like, is there more of because I just wanted to do the experiment part, (laughs) the lab part. So, um Yeah, um, but during the time that I stayed in Santa Barbara, I lived in Isla Vista, that little town of super professional hippies, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the journey of music, and I worked with so many artists from all over the world, Japan, Portugal, France, um, and that ended up being like where I was most passionate. I was way more passionate when I was recording or writing songs with my fellow students than I was studying in the library with them. So that would be about 2014 that I decided that I'd like to pursue music as a more serious career path. 
Yeah. Not as just a hobby. Yes, exactly. Uh, you're going to play three of your original songs today. Tell us about the first one and who is accompanying you. You're, you're performing today um, using pre-recorded tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, who is it that is accompanying you on the pre-recorded tracks? That would be, uh, I call him my my wizard. <laughs> he is Patricio Pixley. He goes by Pat. Um, and he is the main producer for Pacific Records. So he helps me compose all of my instrumentals. <laughs> okay, and Pacific Records, of course, is who you record with. Yes, yes. All right, tell label. us about the first song. Uh, the first song is called Speed Bumps. Um, we worked on it for, it came very naturally, it came quickly. Um, we sat down in the studio, and I, you know, I, I have, I come with, the lyrics and melodies, and we talk about it, we workshop, and then Pat picks up a guitar, and from there we have this beautiful product in the end. So, that's what, again, that's why I call him a wizard. Um, but yes, the song is called Speed Bumps, released earlier this year, and it's a very special song to me, yeah. All right, whenever you're ready. Yeah. Thank you. 
That was nice. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you mentioned that you were you did poetry recitals, plays, musicals, uh, talent shows. Um, I would assume that the plays and talent shows and those kinds of things helped you with preparing you to perform live in front of people. I would assume that helped you with any kind of jitters. <laughs> yes, yes and no. I think the jitters are always going to be a part of it. I've accepted that. But definitely, though, being on stage and being comfortable with being on stage definitely comes from from a little tiny like a little nugget. I was on yeah. stages, so <laughs> the nerves are there. But then when you step up, it's like, oh, yeah, this is home. I've been here before. I see. Yeah. You had your um, your first headlining show in Sacramento in 2019. What was that like? Oh, it was so terrifying, yeah. but it was amazing. It was like a, a dream, a dream come true, a little part of the dream come true anyway. Um, it was perfect. It was at a wine bar. Uh, so the ambiance was really great for the type of music that I do and the type of show that I put on. Um yeah, it was it was amazing. We just pulled together a bunch of local artists and put together a show and I kind of had I kind of spearheaded the whole thing. So I went out and we found a venue um and I asked, you know, how can we have a show here and we did it. We put it on. So, it was awesome. So there were a bunch of other artists yeah. performing too. Mm-hmm. Yes, to put on a full a full show. We called it On Cloud Wine. <laughs> what was it? On Cloud Wine. On Cloud Wine. Yes. I like that. <laughs> Did you come up with that? Um, we, Me and my, my, my partner at the time, my business partner, you know, we played with a lot of different names, but we can't, yeah, On Cloud Wine was the one that we uh, Have you had any um, vocal training? Um, other than singing in the choir and having um, my choir teachers coach me vocally, uh no um, self-training, though, you know, YouTube. <laughs> but most of my training, I'd say, comes from choir. What about um, songwriting classes or workshops to help you with your craft? Ever been to any of those? Um, I haven't been to any, you know, I haven't taken any, like, I haven't signed up and said, oh, okay, I'm going to songwriting class this Saturday. Um, I have not yet done that. That, too, I use my keys a lot to help me write a mm-hmm. lot of my songs and melodies. Um, and I read a lot. I read and watch so much YouTube. So, <laughs> yeah. And all that helps you with your songwriting? Mm-hmm. Yes. And working with Pat helps so much. Working with Pacific in general has helped my songwriting immensely. Um, they have so much experience and so much talent um, and lots of knowledge to offer me. So that's been a huge help as well. Yeah, they've got uh, they've got quite a roster. Yes, they do. Quite a roster there. And, and it's not just San Diego artists, mm-hmm. but uh, the San Diego artists, of course, are incredible that they have on their on their roster. I've had several of them on the show, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I've had uh, Seawall Prophet. Okay. Um, Slacky Ohana. Yes. So. Um, have you co-written any songs? I, um, I've featured on a lot of songs. Um, I did, I mean, I co-write with artists outside of Pacific, Mm -hmm. um, lots of co-writing. Um, but specifically with Pacific, I've, I've mainly worked, um, on my own, my own songs. Um, I did a project with one of their former artists, John Preston. That was a really amazing project that I helped with. Yeah, but most of my co-writing, I'd say I do with Pat. <laughs> and is it something you enjoy co-writing, or would co-writing. you prefer just do it all on your own? Uh, 
would say I, I really appreciate the process of co-writing. And it really just depends on, I guess, the intention of the song. If it's something that I feel um, ownership over, or, or I don't want to say ownership, but just like this is my, <laughs> this is my canvas, mm -hmm. then um, yeah, I prefer to kind of man the vessel. But <laughs> um, for songs that call for collaboration, uh, yeah, co-writing helps a lot. You're listening to Music Makers San Diego. I'm talking with Kila Sacco today. Uh, tell us about the next song you're going to perform for us oh, the next or sing song for us. Is called Change. Um, this song is very important. This one, uh, for example, is one that I wrote all on my own. So the melodies and the instruments that I chose. Um, I brought this all, the lyrics as a package, yeah, to Pat, and he helped me bring it to fruition in the way that it is here. Um, so he, yeah, he played all of the instruments, but the song was already composed, and it's been composed for a very long time. So it's super special. It's like my baby. I've been mm -hmm. working on it since maybe 2018. So when we finally, finally released it this year, it was... Very big, proud moment for me. So Very gratifying moment. Yeah, I, gratifying. I yeah. And extremely gratifying. And the fact that I was able to bring an idea and this seed um, to Pat and to have, and Pacific to have this help, like to bring it into a full-blown tree, it's, it's like a magical process. So, yeah. Sometimes 
talk about your your songwriting. Do you like to write songs with a particular theme in mind or does it vary? Uh, it varies. Yes, definitely it varies. Um, anything can start a thought. It could be a feeling or something that I see that reminds me of a memory from a long time ago. Um, other times it's a prompt and, you know, we're sitting there, we're having a discussion and kind of like this and it just trails off into wow okay we've singled this topic out and we're gonna write a song based on that do you draw from personal life experiences much absolutely almost every song that i write personally um for me my songwriting is it's very lyrical very much so the telling of a story um uh, absolutely pulled from the many life experiences i've had i've already I feel a young age. I feel it's a lot of experience of life that I've had, so it helps a lot. But, um, yeah, it's a never-ending bank to pull from and write, write with. What's, what's the, uh, the most rewarding part of songwriting for you? Um, finding the next line. <laughs> um, yeah, that, just being, like, building and building and plugging in all of the pieces, the complexity of songwriting and storytelling and just wordsmithing if that's a word um the complexity of it is is so fascinating to me so being able to write a verse or a hook and getting through each line is like a mini reward every time for me sometimes you can get stuck sometimes it just comes and you're writing and you're writing mm -hmm. and other times you stuck on a line and you don't really know what the next line's going to be 
So breaking out of that rut is very rewarding for me. So when it comes to you, yeah. that's the rewarding part. Mm-hmm. Do ideas come to you easily for songs? Yes. The idea itself? Yes. I'd say there's too many ideas sometimes. So that's why it kind of helps to um, have a discussion about the topic or just writing out, you know, everything pertaining to whatever topic I'm thinking of. Because ideas are many, but singling out the right one is the hard part. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song of yours? I'm guessing it might be that last one you just sang. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs, absolutely. I like all of them, though. I love I love all of the songs that I've done with Pacific so far. It's hard to say which one's my favorite. <laughs> it's like having a, a child and you can't pick your favorite. Oh, my gosh. I know several. they would all be so mad if I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, it, yeah. is it important that your songs have a message? Absolutely. There's always a, there's always a body, I mean, a message embodied there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And as far as writing your songs, how long does it typically take you? to write a song and I'm sure it varies but yeah um when I'm extra inspired and it just comes to me I can I can write a song in the matter of hours I would say but when when it takes a long time maybe like a week or two weeks it'll take mm-hmm. me to like mull it over go on really long walks watch some really strange foreign movie <laughs> <laughs> and usually by then I'll, I can break through my wall but yeah is, is there anything you do to get yourself into the zone for writing? Um, Any ritual that you have? A, a lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Candles. Lighting is big. Um, I'm very spiritual about my practice, so meditating. Yeah, I'm very into meditating and chakras and sound healing. So I use, yeah, use frequencies in meditation to help. Um, like this morning, I did like a 30-minute meditation before this. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the third song you're going to sing for us. The third song is called Promise to Return. It's very fresh. This is uh, my opportunity to promote it to you and your listeners. Um, it has all of the the it has all of the vibes, I guess, the feels that we were going for. There's some guitar in there and some blues and there's like the there's this island feeling to it um so it's really really exciting and it's very interesting our take on the lyrics here i find it to be interesting <laughs> of course because it's um instead of a classic love song where you're like oh don't go or don't leave me this one is is more on the lines of you can leave me and i'll still be okay and be able to take care of myself so yeah, I thought that was a really cool background, a little twist yeah. of the classic love story. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. All right, looking forward okay. to hearing it. All right. Her song 
Uh, the recording process, uh, how's that been for you, recording over at Pacific Records? <laughs> amazing. One word, amazing. Wonderful. Oh, that's, I can come up with a, a thousand words, actually. But it's been um, amazing. As an independent artist, you, I feel like you, you have to sift through a lot of, mm, I don't know, I don't want to, BS, I guess, to get to where you belong. And I feel like recording with Pacific Records has shown me truly where I belong <laughs> in my journey. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of independent artists will look at a label or a contract or something like that and almost scoff, you know, like, oh, I can do this independently. And I can, I'm all alone and, you know, and we don't need a label and, and things of that nature. Um, and you can really get tangled up in that ideology, which I think, in my opinion, can really hold you back. Um, without working with Pacific, I wouldn't have learned, um, I don't know, about this the inner world and the inner workings. I wouldn't be able to meet you, for example. I wouldn't be able to meet this roster of artists that Pacific has brought to me that has allowed me um, to work with and learn from. I wouldn't be able to use, you know, state-of-the-art equipment in a beautiful studio, um, I would still be in my bathroom or my closet <laughs> trying to, you know. So they just offer so much opportunity and so much talent. Also, working with such talented musicians, you like the learning, it's almost overload. So, yeah. How can people find out more about you? How can they find out where you're playing and where can they find your music? Um, I am on Instagram as Keela.Sako. That's K E L A dot. Sako is S-A-K-O. I love Spotify, but if you're an Apple Music person, I get that. Um, <laughs> Kila Sako 
on that as well. And if you go to the Pacific Records website, you can read some more about my bio, find some other links, and that's pacificrecords.com. I'll be performing um, at Music Box January 7th, so very excited about that. Um, and promise to return the third single that uh, you got to listen to before the release date will be released in February, after Valentine's Day. So <laughs> oh, perfect give, timing, yeah, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> give, gives everybody some time to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keila. Uh, okay. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. This is my first podcast performance ever, so it's a huge step for me. Oh, you Thank did you great. so much for... I know it's different, not having the instrument, but hopefully my voice did some justice for your show. Sounded great. And it was great seeing you again. I enjoyed our talk and listening to your songs. Continued success to you. Thank you so much. Gratitude. Aloha. That does it for another episode of Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. Brought to you by Music Makers San Diego House Concerts. The next one is February 3rd. Stacey Antonell and The Beard and The Bird. Tickets available at the link in our Instagram and Facebook bios. Until next time, I'm Gary Lee. Have a good one.